and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. All right, who has already been to a Christmas party this season? Who's been to like two Christmas parties this season? Three? There's a couple. Mary, four? Oh, three was lit. Okay, that's a lot. Wow. I want us all to imagine for a second that we've been invited to a Christmas party. And the only person we know is the host. They're the one who we know. We don't know anybody there. They're inviting us to this party. And you show up. You knock on the door. Maybe you brought a gift. You walk into the party. The host welcomes you, takes your gift, and says, here, enjoy the party. Have fun. And then comes that awkward moment, right? Who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to hang out with? I don't know anybody here. Imagine that you're in the room and you start scanning the room. Who am I going to hang out with? Who am I going to talk to? And in the corner, you hear some laughter. You hear some noise. Sounds like people are having a good time. And if you're like me, you may think, those are the people I want to go hang out with. I want to go meet those people. Those, they seem like fun people. This is honestly why I think I like Chick-fil-A so much, too. Chick-fil-A is a pretty good fast food restaurant. I mean, the food is good. But they do this thing where they train their employees to be super welcoming. They act like, and I'm not sure this is true all the time, but they act like they're genuinely happy to see you. I've been into a few other fast food restaurants where I feel like I've just ruined their day by walking in. I do not get that feeling in Chick-fil-A. I can't say I've ever felt that way walking into a Chick-fil-A. What is that feeling, though? What is that feeling at the party when you hear laughter, when you go into Chick-fil-A and they're happy to see you and you get that delicious chicken sandwich? That's joy. That's what we're talking about today. The definition of joy is intense, especially ecstatic or exultant happiness. Or an instance of such a feeling. There's something special about joy. Something special about the feeling. You're drawn to it. It's kind of infectious. That infection that you want to spread aside from the other things that are going around this season. We can't help but smile when we see friends or family members having a good time. I'm not much of a dancer, 
Courtney, however, loves to dance. You may have participated in some of her line dancing things during the Harvest Festival. Whenever we go to weddings or a party, she's always one of the first people to run out there and start dancing with the group. I'm usually hanging back a little bit. But something interesting happens is that I can see the joy on her face as she's dancing, the excitement, the thrill that she has being out there. And I also know that if I go out there and dance with her, I have increased her joy exponentially. But we, when I go out there, dancing doesn't just become this difficult, hard thing that I don't like. It becomes something that I get to share with my wife. And even though by myself, dancing by myself does not bring me much joy, dancing with my spouse brings me great joy. In today's reading, we get that joy. We get an example of joy from the shepherds. They heard this amazing pronouncement from the angels. They ran to see if it was true. And once they discovered what the angels said, they told everyone. And everybody who heard them was amazed. And they glorified and praised God for all they had seen. I think we get an example of joy in action by what the shepherds do in this story. We get to see joy acted out and on the move. The foundational truth, very simple, that I want to leave you with today would be this, that we are invited to experience Jesus and share the good news with joy. We are invited to experience Jesus and to share that good news with joy. I love that it says in the beginning of our reading that after the angel, after the angels had left, the shepherds heard what had happened. They say to one another, let's go see. And then it says they hurried off. They ran. This is a joyful response. It's not a stroll. Maybe a saunter a little bit faster. It's not even a jog in my mind. They're running. Hurry. Let's hurry and see what the angel has told us about. I don't know what your house will be like tomorrow morning, Christmas morning, but in my house there will be a couple children who will get out of their rooms very early, sneak out to the tree and to see the glory that has appeared that night. And then they will run back down the hall to our rooms, begging us to wake up so we can open presents. And as we slowly get out of bed, they will run back out to the tree, continuing to poke and prod and try to figure out what the gifts are. There's something about joy that causes us to run. It kind of speeds everything up. The heart beats a little bit faster. Like when you come over a roller coaster and you start to come down, you're a little bit scared, but you're having a good time. And I think it's great that the shepherds did it together as a group, talking and sharing with one another. Let's go, they say. Let's all go. We should all go and check this thing out. It wasn't just a, well, um, that's interesting. Great. Or do you, do you want to go? If, if you'll go, I'll go. 
wasn't anything indecisive about the shepherds and what they are experiencing. They said, no, let's all go because it was the excitement that was driving them to run and to see. It's that feeling of joy that causes you to grab somebody next to you and say, let's go see this thing together. Let's experience it together. Let's feel this joy together. This is our hope for all who get to a chance to hear and experience Jesus this season. To joyfully hurry, to feel excited about the message and Jesus and what are you going to see and then to discover that it's all true, just as the angels has said. We get to invite people into that, to come, to see, to hear and listen. I also hope that this is a response for those of us, most of us probably here this morning, who know this story very intimately and closely. We hear it every year. It can be repeated. We feel a little bit rote, memorized. But we are invited to come and see and experience Jesus in new and joyful ways. And out of that joy, we get to offer that invitation to others. We get to be the joyful group, the shepherds, that get to invite people to see what is going on, that people will be attracted to, to come and see what is going on. We are invited to experience Jesus. The story goes on that the shepherds, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. When you get a great gift or otherwise discover something that brings you great joy, you have a hard time keeping it to yourself. You want to share that with somebody. You want to bring somebody else into that joy. Hey, check out this thing I just got or check out this thing I just found. Maybe it's a great restaurant or a new recipe that you've cooked and that you love. Maybe it's a great book or in my case, maybe it's a great podcast. Maybe it's a great thing that you got on sale. This was 75% off. One of my favorite Christmas movies is Elf. I love this movie so much, I actually have Elf socks on this morning. If you're not familiar with this movie, it's the story of Buddy the Elf, who's really not an elf, he's a human, who was an orphan and fell into Santa Claus's bag, got taken back to the North Pole, and grew up thinking he was an elf, four times as tall as everybody else around him, but thought he was an elf. And in the movie, he discovers that he is sadly not an elf and that he has a human father in New York. And he wants to go and see his father. So he travels to New York and experiences a whole new world that he's never seen before. Everything in New York is new and exciting to him. He eats gum off a subway rail because he thinks it's good. And in the process of this movie, he runs into this girl, Jovi, who he's attracted to and asks out on a date. And on this date, he takes Jovi to see some of the great things that he's discovered in New York. And I want to share that movie clip with you right now. Come in. You make Hi. me feel so young. 
You look miraculous. So do you. Thank you. What would you like to do? I got some ideas. I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you just, just reach out in front of you and, and take a sip. I wanna go play. Don't look. Hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce the moon well, just like a toy. It balloon. tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> you and I it is a crappy cup of coffee. No, it's the world's best cup of coffee. Running across the trick is to not get your arm caught in the door. Also, never jump your eyes because then you'll get sick. Okay, when you feel comfortable, so you just jump in. You make me feel like, there are like, songs to be sung, bells to be rung, and a wonderful place Now look at the size of this one. And even when I'm old and gray, I'm gonna feel the way I do today. Because you make me feel so young. You make me feel so young. Wow. That's a big feel one. There are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, wonderful fling to be flung, and even when I'm old and gray. What I love about this clip is the look on their faces, right? Buddy is showing off all of these things that he has discovered that has brought him joy, the world's best cup of coffee. Just because that's all it said on the neon sign out front of the diner. And Jovi at first is like, this feels a little odd and weird. But as she experiences the joy that Buddy has for all of these things, she is brought into that joy. She starts experiencing the joy herself. Buddy's joy becomes infectious. When our joy becomes infectious like that, hopefully like the shepherds, people will be amazed. Who's going to trust a crazy shepherd though, right? Shepherd who's out in the fields all day with sheep, dirty, smelly. What do they really know about angels, babies, a messiah? Why is it that people are amazed and wonder at what they're saying? Honestly, this is the response garnered by prophets since the beginning. They are given words from God and people are amazed at what they say. These shepherds are in great company. Abraham, shepherd. Moses, shepherd. Jacob, shepherd. Rachel, Shepherd, David, shepherd. And even the prophet Amos opens with this line. The following is a record of what, the, of what Amos prophesied. He was one of the herdsmen from Tekoa. One of the prophets in scripture is a shepherd. This seems to be one of the main ways God likes to communicate his word to the world taking that which seems insignificant and allowing it to be the vehicle for his revelation into the world. People are amazed at what the shepherds are saying because it seems like they shouldn't be the ones sharing the story, but they are the ones who get the gift 
of sharing about God and God coming into the world and what the angels have said and how the plan of salvation is now in action. That's grace. Taking that which seems like it shouldn't be and giving it a role beyond what it should be. That's grace. Taking a young virgin and allowing her to be the mother to carry salvation and for that salvation to be born into the world. Allowing the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords to be born in a backwater town to a tradesman and his wife who was pregnant before they were married and for that child to be born amongst animals and placed in a feeding trough. Taking some lowly shepherds out doing their regular work and allowing them to receive a vision of angels, to hear a message and to witness Jesus and to share with joy all that they had seen. That's amazing. God takes each and every one of us, regular people here in Nevada County, and invites us to share our experience with Jesus. That's amazing. Hopefully sharing with others what we've seen, what we've learned, what we know about Jesus. Sharing joyfully so that people are amazed and that they're attracted to the message that we have and to what we know And so that they can be invited in and to hear the message as well and to hear that that message is for all people. Not anybody special, not because of status or what you've done or what you have accomplished, but just because God loves you. We are invited to experience Jesus and to share the good news. And that's not only what the shepherds did, Our reading concludes with the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. To continue the Christmas morning metaphor, hopefully after presents are opened, you and we will hear some joyfully repeated, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The appreciation and noises will hopefully continue for more than the day. Maybe for a week. And if you're like us, we've already had a few Christmases already with family and friends and some gifts had been given. And regularly throughout the day, I have been brought in a gift that's been given and said, look at this. Look what I can do with this thing. Check this out. It's ways of continuing to say thank you and to be praised for what has been given for the gift that has been offered Saying thank you and giving glory and praising are all ways that we demonstrate outwardly the joy that we feel on the inside. Sometimes it's for the gifts we get on Christmas morning. Sometimes it's for an answer to prayer. Sometimes it's just for having a close friend you can call when you need it. Sometimes it's for a miracle that we've experienced. And for the shepherds in the story today, that praise, that glory that they give back to God, that's an outward showing of their inner joy and gratitude for the fulfillment of God's promises that they got to experience. That's what we do every Sunday. That's what we're doing right now. We come here to praise and thank God for the continual fulfillment of promises Like what the shepherds got to experience in person that day. 
and like what we get to hopefully experience in our own lives when God shows up. And it goes beyond just a personal individual worship for the shepherds, right? Because they went back. It says they returned. They didn't set up shop in Bethlehem around the manger. They didn't build little hovels for themselves and stay there praising God just there for themselves. No, they returned. They were not called to do something drastically different with their lives, But through their experience, they get to share about what they had seen in their regular daily lives and occupations. They probably continued to be shepherds. And they got to continue to share about what they had seen that day as shepherds. Shepherds bearing witness to the arrival of Jesus. And through their praise and glorifying, they actually get to join in with what the angels were doing Just a few verses before. Before the reading today in verse 13, it says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God. And a few verses later, as the shepherds are returning, it says they were glorifying and praising God. Same word. Like what I got to do with the kids up here. The shepherds get to take on the angel's role. Everybody hold up your angel. John Calvin, in his commentary on this passage, calls the shepherds secondary angels. I thought that was a fun phrase. The angels tell the shepherds. The angels don't go off and tell anybody else. It is now the shepherd's job to spread the word, to glorify and to praise God. The angels brought the message and worshiped, and the shepherds then carry on what the angels demonstrated for them. That's what we get to do. We get to be secondary angels. This is why you all have an angel. As a reminder that you get to carry on the angel's role who told the shepherds, who told somebody else, who told somebody else to get you here today. And you get the role of being a secondary angel for somebody else. And as you go, we get to glorify and praise God along the way. We are invited to experience Jesus and share the good news with joy. As I was working through the process of ordination to be able to stand before you all today and do this wonderful thing that I'm doing... I had to study a lot. One of the things I had to study was the Westminster Confession of Faith, which is one of our foundational documents in the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. And it has a shorter catechism where it asks questions and gives answers for the basics of what we should be believing as Christians and as Presbyterians. The very first question in the Westminster Shorter Shorter Catechism is this. What is the chief end of man? Basically, what's the reason for life, right? What is the chief end of man? And do you know what they say the answer to that question is? Mike can't answer. Does anybody else know? Wow. Yes. You guys all win. Pass the test. The answer is man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. 
This is our chief end, what the shepherds are doing in this story to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We're not supposed to make this look boring. This is supposed to be joyful. Think back to that original party image I had us all imagine. What if we're the people having the good time? What if we're the ones in the corner laughing and enjoying each other's company and talking about all the great things that we've seen and heard? And when somebody walks into the party invited by the host and they don't know anybody there, where are they going to go? They're going to come to us because we're having a good time. We're full of joy. We're excited to be there. We have stories to tell. We have smiles on our faces welcoming them in. Who wouldn't want to be curious about that? Who wouldn't want to join in to that? Now here's the thing. I'm not talking about faking joy either. There are times in our lives where we have deep grief, sadness, hurt, pain, I don't want us to trot over that just for the sake of appearing happy all the time. Some of you are probably experiencing some of that this season, I can imagine. But what we do get to do is experience that grief and sadness that is in our very scriptures, but we get to come out on the other end joyful because we know the end of the story. Because we know that God always shows up because we know that God is the great healer and restorer of all things that even though we are experiencing pain now we can return to joy because we know that pain is not the end we get to experience all of those real feelings and return to joy joy should drive us to be these secondary angels sharing everything God has told us with excitement happiness. We get to praise and glorify God for all that he has said because we have seen that it is true. We are invited to experience Jesus and share the good news with joy. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow Praise Him, all creatures, He 